0: I think if we're doing things because of what we believe is the right thing to do based on what somebody else has said or done, we might get ourselves into a little bit of a pickle.
1: Pickle in that we don't actually enjoy putting out the content that we're thinking we should put out or that we're feeling forced to put out.
0: Sour side of the pickle, not the crunchy, Mm -hmm. delicious side. hello everyone it's another hello. episode of level up hi hello how are, how are you i'm good i'm so
1: good how are you i'm better i think you are you're having the day of of you today
0: today's a good day although i didn't tell you you see see this look at that i cut oh there this side i cut myself shaving
1: Oh,
0: I was like I bleeding out of my head today. Who cuts themselves there? That's not a normal place to cut yourself. No,
1: I didn't even think you grew hair there.
0: Maybe that's why I cut myself.
1: <laughs> <It's just> like... <laughs> the, probably the razor
0: was looking for hair and only found skin. It's like, well, I got to do something. Just slice this cheek. Oh, open. You probably
1: were bleeding a lot with that. If you're not Obviously. listening to the YouTube version of this podcast, head on over and see Daniel's cut.
0: That's, that's reason enough to watch the video. That's right. Watch the Although cut.
1: you're not bleeding, so it's not as.
0: I'm not fun. bleeding. And I have no pictures of the slaughterhouse that is our bathroom. Ooh. No, it there, bat? was, there was oh. no spatter. CSI not required. What right. are we talking about today, co host McGee?
1: Everybody's favorite topic, and that is social media. But we're going to get into some real specifics here. Nitty? Some nitty and some gritty.
0: Mm. I want to (laughs) see if you'd take that somewhere. (laughs) Uh, We're on the same page today. Whoa, that was really loud in my ears. Was that super loud? Oh, Rejecting. All right. Yeah, we're going to jump in to all things social media and content creation in a very short episode. We're on the clock and on the block. Let's do it.
1: All right. So this is kind of your April 2023 version of social media, because I think it always changes and we're seeing a lot of new stuff, things that work, things that don't work so much. And so we wanted to chat about just the challenges that we are facing. I think our agents are facing and what we're hearing out there. So we thought this would be a good update for all of
0: you. You're changing so much that April 2023 is already May into June 2023.
1: Did I say April?
0: You did. That's how fast oh. things change. It's May. No, we're not recording Sorry. this in April. She <laughs> just felt like saying April.
1: It's, I feel like we're, no, I don't actually feel, I feel like we're further ahead. I feel like it's June already, although it is the end of May.
0: It is June. Well, it's yeah, I guess It's by. 20. All right. It's crazy. Well, Let's get into it. Okay. So, where do we want to start? start us off i'm I'm like, okay, like a happy interviewer today,
1: okay. let's do it. Um, so I think we should start with the challenges because there are many and some very common ones that we face when we're trying to figure out how to handle all of this in the social media world. So, number one is what to post. That is probably the Biggest challenge for many of us, we're told not to post just listings, just solds. We're told not to do this, try this, do that. So it really is such a difficult thing to even figure out what the right content should be for your social accounts.
0: Which ties into the how often to post. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really just uh, content strategy in general is a challenge for people, knowing what to do and when to do it. And you touched on what leads to that, which is the things we hear and the things people tell us and the things we see, which guides our mindset, I think a little bit more than it should, because ultimately your content strategy should be your content strategy, not somebody else's. Although taking best practices is useful. I think if we're doing things because of what we believe is the right thing to do based on what somebody else has said or done, we might get ourselves into a little bit of a pickle.
1: Pickle in that we don't actually enjoy putting out the content that we're thinking we should put out or that we're feeling forced to put out.
0: Sour side of the pickle, not the crunchy, Mm -hmm. delicious side.
1: That is true. Um, Oh, that was an
0: eye roller right there.
1: um, And then the last challenge, but feel free to comment, um, and let us know what your challenges are. But I think the other challenge that many of us face, and maybe we don't even recognize this as a challenge is spending too much time on the content and less time on the areas of our business, like building relationships that are actually going to get us that more immediate business that we are looking for. So it's a very fine line between making sure you're putting out valuable content, but making sure you're not going too overboard or you're spending too much time on it where you actually could be losing business in the process.
0: So what's an
1: agent to do?
0: Well, I'm going to add on to what you said before we get onto what an agent is to do, because everyone's at the edges of their seats wanting to know. (laughs) But when you talk about spending too much time, I mean, you're, you're talking about we spend too much time on what we're putting out there rather than building relationships, but there's also spending too much time in social media mm, and just yeah. consuming which sort of ties to that other looking and looking and and taking in and taking in without actually building anything or having a direction and it's a super time suck which yes. i think everybody who's been down this road knows that we talked to who was it this morning somebody this morning said that yeah, they spent when... all morning yeah they woke up early with intention today yeah and my Attention quickly turned to scrolling through Instagram at like 5.30 in the morning.
1: Well, it, it is so true. I do the same thing. I'll get up to, with the purpose of working out. And before I get dressed, I'll just kind of like watch like a few stories that end up being like 10, 15 minutes or night night times the worst for me. I like just get caught in this awful Social media world web where I just can't get out and it's really frustrating.
0: You do have your social media face, which I do find funny. It doesn't matter what you're trying to do on your phone. I know when you're looking at social media, it's that like, it's that half smile. It's like a chuckle yeah. mixed in a grin. You're happy. Happy is good. Yeah. I mean, it's not making you upset. It's just when you're well, done with it, you're like, yeah, Shit. it's just
1: where do you, again, where does that line get drawn? Because, yes, I mean, if you are entertained by it and you want some time just to, unwind and relax, that's fine, but it you need to.
0: What's the intention? It's the same as when yeah. we're going to talk about what you should be posting, good segue, mm-hmm. is Thank understanding you. intent, understanding the objective you've got when you do these things. So when we talk mm-hmm. about what to post, you've got to start with who are you trying to reach? Who are you trying to help with what it is that you're posting? Because a lot of us get caught up and focused, I find in this industry, about posting stuff that's going to be consumed by our industry rather than the consumer.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Right? But honestly, at the end of the day, what are you actually doing? You're you're making fun of your own client, the person that you're trying to attract to work with you, and how do you think that looks? Like I'm just trying to put it into another context. Like what if a doctor started to go on social media and make fun of their patients for the ailments they come in for? Would you want to go to that doctor? I
0: don't think so. I don't think so either.
1: I don't think I would. So maybe we should. I and, and trust me, I'm, and, and we all do it. Like, I mean, I do it too. And it's easy. It's fun, but it's not going to really further you at the end of the day.
0: It's not just that though. And I mean, that's, that's the, the prime example is the making fun of like the actual stuff that could be detrimental to a client. But then there's just the stuff that is, you're doing it for, the clicks and the likes, the gram <laughs> for the gram from the wrong group of people. And yeah. if you're getting engagement at a high clip from other agents and the target you're trying to go after is the buyer, Graham knows, Facebook knows, they all know, and they're going to keep directing your stuff to the wrong people more and more. And it's going to keep feeding the wrong hunger where. When and if the time comes that you shift gears or once in a while toss something in that's useful to a buyer or that is the right message that's going after the audience you want, less of that intended audience is going to see it. And it's going to be really inconsistent with the rest of what's on there. It's gonna, it's just going to throw everything into disarray. I know. I know where your mind. The disrepute. Was there. No, not disrepute. <laughs> just disarray. Disarray. That's a blast from the past. We could talk about that on another episode. Um. So yeah. So know who it is you're going after, and it might not be. And and it's not just the consumer. Like, micro target what your micro target is. Right. If you're focused on a community, if you're focused on investors, if you're focused on sellers, first time homebuyers, whatever. Gear the bulk of your content that at least all of it is usable and relevant to that group. And maybe there's a a cross-section between general and specific. It's not that everything you put up has to be investment tip, investment tip, you know, investment stat, whatever. But if you're all over the place, it doesn't reinforce what you're trying to or what hopefully you're trying to use social media and your content for. Yeah.
1: that Yeah, so that goes well into the next thing, which is the types of content that you should be producing and some ideas for you. So I think as it relates to your ideal client, it's the questions that you get from those people or the experiences that you had with them. I just did a condo home inspection and there's two or three little tidbits of information that I think would be valuable for that subset of the market I work with that I could easily turn into content. So, it's really about identifying the questions that you get number 1 and the experiences that you get have on an everyday basis. That's where you should be pulling from for most for most of your content.
0: There's a show. Yeah. I went, I got my hair cut. There's a show. That's what social media is. You're living the life of a realtor. You're doing the job the right way. You want people to know what you do. As you do it, take note of what you're doing, the questions people ask, the experiences you have, the challenges and successes, all of these things become content, and it makes it easier and more natural to work it into your content strategy when it's the stuff you're already doing. Because when, when we also talk about things like about not being super contrived and all that, and there's nothing wrong with producing content in a nicely put together way, but why not talk about what you know to the people mm-hmm. you want to talk to, to the people you normally deal with? Because that's the point.
1: Yeah. And you're more confident because right. you're actually experiencing it. So it's not like you're talking about some random tax rule that could apply to your real estate buyers, but you don't really know how it actually works. And you're really not a, an accountant. So why should you be talking about it? You know, we we really or if you're or if
0: you're like me who is an accountant and still wouldn't be comfortable talking about it that's okay <laughs> yeah like I don't talk about that stuff either and maybe it would be something to put into the content but it's not the messaging that I'm going for so it, there could be stuff that you know and are good at that you don't want to highlight mm-hmm. or there could be skills that you're developing that you do want like it it doesn't have to be your your meat of, of here's who I am and I'm in this box, but at the same time without targeting and focusing on something, it'll make it that much harder when you're thinking of types of content to come out with, you're always going to be racking your brain about like, Oh shit, what do I do next? Because you're all over the place versus having consistent strategy and experiences that you're able to leverage into different types of things. So you talked about things like questions, um, you know, there can be an element of entertainment in there. But again, it depends on the type of person you are. If there's humor in what you do, if your brand focuses on a certain whatever, work it all in, but keep it around the message that always has its eye on who am I trying to reach and what am I trying to show them? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what's my message to them? Exactly.
1: Yeah. And even, um, articles like that you see, or maybe I don't know about you, but there's certain clients of mine that will forward me real estate related articles and maybe not fully understand them or just think that I would find interest in them. They've obviously find found interest in the article themselves. So why don't you take that article, do a green screen and break it down for people so that they understand the main message. That's a great way to to put out some content as well. Um, The other thing is behind the scenes stuff. So anything like whether it's property tours or just, I mean, not even, that's not even behind the scenes, but like prepping a listing for sale, obviously keeping in mind privacy, you don't want to be disclosing like who your clients are or showing like certain things, but there's definitely a lot of opportunity to show what goes on behind the scenes um, in a really entertaining and educational way.
0: I mean and we we can put this in the context of like our brokerage like this is what we try to do with our own social media of the brokerage that we've got at get on the block if you're not following us yet but we show what life is like here right like we're going to highlight things and we're going to highlight listings and we're going to do things that a brokerage is going to want to highlight but we want people to see what life is like here so when we have fun with our agents when we have an event in the office if we're doing a fundraising thing whatever it is it's not as simple as here's a you know here's a curated image of a date and a time and a click here it's just video of us doing stuff and it's people just hopping on a microphone and saying stuff or someone I mean, our team knows when something's going on, they're all taking little videos for their own social media or, or people are just popping up and grabbing stuff that shows up a few weeks later that we didn't even know was taken, but it's real. And that is not for everybody, I guess, but it it does kind of reinforce the image um, and the story we want to tell people of how we operate here so that everybody, both agents and consumers know what it's like to work with the brokerage.
1: Yeah. And do it at your own comfort level too. Cause I'm thinking of those people that don't necessarily feel comfortable sharing that behind the scenes stuff. It doesn't mean that you can't go on social media and create content. It's just, you create content that you enjoy and that you're comfortable with. And that's, you know, not, it's not just to say that only the behind the scenes stuff is going to get you attention. It's that we've just listed out a whole bunch of different ways. So pick and choose what makes sense for you. And I want to reiterate this, what you enjoy doing, because it becomes very clear when somebody is putting out content that they don't enjoy putting out or that they're uncomfortable
0: doing. I mean, and that is 150% true. The only caveat I'm going to put on that is when you're, if some of you who are listening are starting and haven't put anything else out or haven't put anything out, and you're sitting here really nervous in general about social media, that's not your excuse to not post because you don't feel comfortable posting in general right i think don't don't i guess misinterpret posting what you're comfortable with for posting when you're comfortable you know what i mean because Mm. there's coming out of your shell and then there's coming out of who you are which is two different things i think it's important to come out of your shell but You should stray from trying to be someone you're not for the sake of social media, because inauthenticity shows very clearly Mm. in social media for people who post all the time. There's people who post all the time who it just doesn't look real. Like you can watch all the messaging and all the stuff, but it doesn't give the right message. It gives the message of someone who's trying to say what they're supposed to say. And that's where I, I think, yeah, you're bang on. Like, don't do things that aren't in your comfort zone from a this is what I like doing perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, but that segues well into what we shouldn't be posting. That's one of the things. That is true. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, we can listen. You jump in. I'll, we're, this is a listy episode. Listies are your more your your wheelhouse. I I just kinda, I'm like the color guy.
1: <laughs> um. Sorry, I just wanted to go back to the point that you made about just your personality, because I think there's also people that want to do more on video, their faces talking, like not just showing video and and not talking or hearing their voice or stuff like that. There's people out there that do want to do more of that, and it's going to maybe look less natural at first for you because you're not as used to doing it. But if it's something you want to work on, the only way to work on it is just to keep putting it out there and keep practicing. Yeah. So just something to keep in mind because I think, as you said, like there is a difference between the people that hate it, and never want to do it and actually aspire to produce and, and create that sort of content.
0: Without fail, once you do it and once you start doing it, each time you do it gets more and more comfortable, whether or not you get the reaction you were hoping for, and you won't get the reaction you were hoping for. Because I think there's, even though we tell ourselves, I'm not doing this for likes, and I'm not doing this for comments and shares and whatever, when you put out a post and it gets no reaction, it bums you out and you feel like you did something wrong. But Trust me, it's normal. It doesn't matter how much you post, you're going to put stuff out there that gets no reaction. You're going to put stuff out there that gets a different reaction than what you were thinking. But the more you do, the more comfortable you are not giving a shit about that because you're not doing it for that or you shouldn't be doing it for that. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because that's not getting you business. That's not furthering whatever your intent was for building your content strategy.
1: Correct, correct, correct. Um, okay, so back to your question of what not to post. Um, I get, it's we've kind of touched on it already, but the whole idea of the content that makes fun of our industry, I, I think we should just try as much as possible to avoid that, and it's really hard not to to avoid it. but try to make things
0: easy to make fun of our industry. It
1: really is, but, Think of how of how it makes us all look to consumers when we're making fun of people that work along that are our colleagues like it's not
0: it's a cheap way to get reaction yeah. is what yeah. it is it's the same as all types of comedy like comedy goes two directions also there's those who make fun at the expense of other people there's those who do things at the expense of themselves and then there's those that just make observations that are humorous mm. and then there's just stuff that's entertaining or useful yeah right? Yeah. And so you do have to choose who you are. And there are people who do things at the expense of the industry that are getting lots of reaction. But again, who are they getting the reaction from? Mm-hmm. What does it say about yeah. their personality, right? And this isn't even to take away, and I'm not naming any names, because there's lots of people like this is probably the the lowest hanging fruit is taking jabs at what we do, because it's easy to take jabs, because people like to take jabs at the industry already. So when you jump on board, sure, there's lots of stuff we can make fun of. But to what end? Right? Like, it kind of it kind of speaks to your own question marks about the industry in which you work. Right? And you're not making any friends among your colleagues. Oh, exactly. I wouldn't think. So, so there's that. Also, there's the idea of privacy issues, which you do need to be really aware of. Uh, both with, like you had said before, client information, putting up things that you aren't given permission to put out there, and then also stuff that might be bringing other people in general into that you know could bring others' reputation into disrepute. Or, you know, or whatever, just things that are private that you shouldn't be going out there with. You shouldn't have mm-hmm. to go to that point to make your point, right? Share whatever you want about yourself, about your business. Just don't cross that line into privacy issues and make sure you get permission. If you are going to go down that road, ask whoever might be impacted by it. Say, listen, I'm going to put this out there. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Cool
1: yeah the more the more I think about it, because i I do tend to want to show things that I see it at 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 showings um at houses, that kind of thing and i'm just i'm I'm starting to be more aware of how important it is to be really cautious, and it's probably better to just talk about it as opposed to you know be, I mean, it's better to show it than to talk about it. But in this instance, it might just be better to talk about it because you can say, Hey, like I ran into this situation on a showing and and here's what we did. Here's, you know, so you're not necessarily dragging in some, a home seller or um, an agent, a listing agent that obviously doesn't want the negatives shown about their house. And obviously I'm not letting them know what the address of the house is that I'm at. Like I'm, you know, being very, but like, there's, there's been times that I've done that. And then after I'm kind of like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Like, I don't know.
0: It's just, well, and, you and it happens. Really it's have not to be just aware. like people do that when something's really impactful, people will do their homework to figure out where you are, even if you don't tell them. Right. Like I remember this happened a lot. I want to say it was on Twitter where people would put up like bad pricing or quote unquote bad pricing strategies, or they'd put up um, images of places or like things that agents did badly in setting up a property. And just because you don't say the address agents are catty and they jump on board. Where is this? I'll figure it out. They figure it out. They know where it is and then they're sharing what it is. And it's not for you to shit all over something publicly, and you should be prepared for the backlash if you do, just because mm-hmm. you didn't say an address.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I had one thing happen to me recently where um I shared, like, it was a note in the showing instructions that said, basically, remove your shoes outside of the unit um or you'll, like, and if you don't remove your shoes, there's cameras inside and you'll get $150 cleaning fee or something like that. And I thought it was, it was kind of, I mean, I didn't say anything about it. I just kind of like shared the image and I just said like, oh, that's interesting kind of thing, like interesting way of of dealing with it. And and part part of me was like, you know, it, it's kind of sad that we have to get to this point where we're threatening agents and their buyers with a cleaning fee because they refuse to take off their shoes and be respectful. But at the same time, I'm like, how are you going to actually um, force that on somebody if if it actually happens? But anyway, I put it out there Um, And I didn't realize that the agent that um, the listing agent was actually following me. So I felt like even though I wasn't making fun of it outright, just because I had shared it, I felt like, oh, crap, like I probably shouldn't have um, done that, you know,
0: it's potentially a good opportunity rather than doing that to do a 15 second video, not talking about even that, not not saying it's good or bad, but just saying, you know, I ran into this today, isn't it like it's Mm -hmm. an interesting thing. You interact more, you share what you're really feeling. You're not even showing, you know, the image of the thing or anything like that. But we need need to be careful with this stuff. And like now, I mean, we do property tours every week. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting to me that, you know, at least in Toronto and I think in most boards, you know, there's permission to advertise is like a checkbox that the listing agent can put. And just because it says, yes, we still ask. Is it okay? Permission
1: to contact the listing agent right, to advertise, right, not to, yeah.
0: And so I, sorry, let me. That's why I think people look at that and they say, "I've got permission." Yeah. But if you're not reaching out to them, you don't have permission because you didn't ask them for permission. It just said, mm-hmm. "Ask me for permission." So, you know, yeah. you got to make sure that you're covering your bases, regardless of what it is you're going to be doing. Um, and it's ninety-nine out of a hundred times, it's not harmful what you're doing. It's usually helpful. But that doesn't matter, right? Because you can run into things or situations where you cross the line that you didn't intend to cross. So, um, so, okay, let's jump back. We talked a bit about what to do, what not to do. We got to talk about how often we're going to be doing it.
1: Right. Yes. So- <laughs>
0: That I've posted I mean, if the- you're listening
1: to some, some podcasts and some recommendations, people would probably say hourly. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, it comes back to you and your comfort level and your schedule. I would say to those people that are not posting consistently right now, you got to start slow. And a lot of conversations I have with agents, when I say that it's like, well, it's not good enough. I can't like people want to go from zero to 100 in a day and it's not going to work because you're not used to that level of posting. And maybe you don't even need to post that much. You probably don't. Um, again, it's, it's important to remember it's quality over quantity at the end of the day. That's most important, but start with once a week, a post. And if you can have a specific post in for one of those days, like market review Monday or whatever it might be that you think would appeal to your audience. Um, that is a way to keep yourself consistent because you know going into each week what that content piece is. So it makes it easier and you're saving time on thinking about what to put out there and you just have to act on it.
0: And it's not just the consistency of the content, but it's the consistency of the frequency as well. Mm -hmm. And that's why if you don't start slow, you're going to fall on your sword because sure, maybe your intention is doing three a day or something, and you'll you'll pull it off, right? Because it's your plan for the first week. But then the moment reality sets in, and you don't know what to post, or you're too busy, or real life catches up with you in week two, or week three, when you fall from 20 in a week to 10 in a week to five in a week to two in a week, that is not the trajectory you want your strategy to be going in right? You want to go in a position where you can be consistent. And over time, if you build, you build, but you don't want to be retracting, especially right out of the gate. Because if you start with this onslaught of stuff, and then all of a sudden, it's nothing, the impact is very weak. And we, we have a couple of agents who put up a post, not even once a week, and it's very impactful, because when they put something up, it's impactful. Yeah. And that's it. Now, I mean, could they pick it up and do some more? Maybe but their schedule doesn't allow it and they haven't made that their strategy and it works for them, right? Um, so yeah, I, I think it's about the quality. It's not about the quantity. So get out there and do less better rather than more shitty.
1: So the whole idea of comparing your content to other people's, it's something mm-hmm. that we all do.
0: Um, people oh, To other people, like apostrophe S. Yes, I thought you are saying like peoples. people's, like plural people <laughs> to other people's.
1: The peop the content that other that people whatever. Anyway, yeah, you know what I mean. Grammar
0: trap. We're in a grammar trap back we and forth. Are.
1: <laughs> um, but I think first knowing where your triggers are when it comes to comparing yourself to other people or where you start wasting your time with social media, like morning and night, that's me. So even though I know that. It, it has to be a conscious effort to stop and realize how much time I'm wasting. So it it's a constant thing for me. But if I know about it, it, it helps me be more successful at the end of the day.
0: Understand your limits and what you're going to do also. So there's nothing wrong with seeing stuff other people do as a source of inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when it becomes I mean, there's so many emotions that can hit you. and it seems like such a simple thing, looking at other people's social media. How can this be such a a gauntlet of a mess that you get into? But like it could be it could create resentment. It can create anger. It can make you sad. It can make you jealous. It can make you entertained. It can waste your time. But really, the only thing that hopefully you're using it for, is some new ideas maybe to keep up on colleagues of yours that you're interested in, that you haven't spoken to, but that's it, right? When you start to feel these other feels, you're in a bad trap. You're in a bad place. And I think you'll know, you do know already, whoever's listening to this knows that when you go to a a person's page and you see their thing and whatever comes through your head, oh, I can't believe that idiot, or I wish I could do that. Why can't I? Those are all not useful. Those are opposites of the same sort of post, but they're both not useful.
1: You have to focus on your strengths. And I think like I look to people on social media like Matt Leonetti or Cash Alavi, who do these crazy, hilarious skits. And I think they're so funny And I have to remind myself that just because they're awesome and they get a lot of engagement and I would like to probably do that. It's, that's not where I shine. That's not one of my strengths is to try to do that. So I think you got to identify what your strengths are and maybe that is something you want to do. And if it is, then start working on it, but we all have our own strengths and we have our limits.
0: Like, It's got to be part of your strategy, right? Like social media can be an hour a week. It could be 10 hours a week. It could be your life. Like it could Mm -hmm. be the backbone of your business. And if it's what you want it to be, again, work up to it slowly. But also, like you said before, like you can't expect to go zero to a hundred with this stuff either, right? So definitely look to whatever it is that inspires you for ideas and for maybe motivation of where you'd like to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and, and surpass. Right.
1: And, and I, I follow certain people, like certain accounts that I aspire to, that I really like the content because I connect to it. I think it's stuff that I would like to do. And that would value that would, that would benefit the audience I'm trying to serve. So Do that as well. Just don't fall into the trap of comparing yourself to them. Use it as motivation and inspiration to create your own content.
0: In the end, your goal needs to be being you. You're growing yourself. You're not becoming John Smith Jr. or whoever it is you're looking after. Like You need to build your own brand and build your own thing. If you're always going to be aspiring and trying to be like somebody else, The best you could hope for is being a mini version of somebody else, Mm. which I wouldn't think is anybody's goal, right? So just like be aware of where you stand out. Like that's the other thing. I don't think we give ourselves enough credit for the uniqueness we all have as individuals, right? You don't need to fit into a mold that's been set by somebody else who's successful or appears to be successful because we all have those things that make us special those things that make us unique and that's what you need to leverage to build out what it is you're trying to build sprinkle in the other stuff you're special
1: we're all special now go out and be special
0: i want to be special
1: Um, Okay. Let's give a couple of last minute pointers before we take off. Um, But I think the main point I'd like to get across in this episode is we we talk about the content and the output, but let's also make sure that we're focusing on the relationships because that should be priority number one for you, whether that is on social media, because it's social, it's called social media for a reason. You're supposed to be socializing, interacting with people. So it's not only about putting out your own content, it's also about interacting and having conversations with other people and and their content. That's That's how we meet new people and find new clients. So whether it's there or outside of social media, it's the relationships that matter most. So please keep that in mind when you're trying to incorporate social media content into your business strategy.
0: And that ties into the way we interact with this other stuff as well, right? Like, again, don't get caught in this never-ending swipe, 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 giggle, giggle, swipe, 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 giggle, and two hours is gone. Like, make a comment here and there. Invite interaction when you're putting stuff out there. Don't just make it about produce, consume, and that's it. Recycle. I, I, I didn't do either of the, the R's. Reduce, consume, recycle, PCR. It sounded like
1: reduce, reuse. Oh,
0: right. I guess it's like that, yeah. But uh, yeah, you, you've got to be able to use this as the tool it's meant to be used for. Right. And I mean, go outside. Don't rely on this either. Like pick up the phone, knock on a door.
1: Just one, <laughs> see what happens. No, knock
0: on a door. And if they don't <laughs> open, go back and go on Instagram. or whatever. Make a phone call. Turn knocking on a door into a post. Go knock on a door, and when they don't open up, post about your experience. (laughs) About how terrified you were knocking on that door and how much safer it is to put a picture up of yourself. Which, when you think about it's kind of weird that people are more comfortable putting a video of themselves out that will live forever and be viewed by people than knocking on a door.
1: True. We got it all wrong.
0: It's today, I tell you. Get off my lawn. Anyway, so... On top of that as well, don't focus on the metrics. It's impossible. I say that now I'm looking in the camera right now. I know it's impossible. I know you want likes. We all want likes. We all want shares. We all want listens. But that can't be what guides your social media strategy or you're failing. Like, unless you're trying to be a YouTube influencer and sell advertising, that stuff doesn't matter if it's all the wrong eyeballs and it's all the wrong clicks, right? You can go out, and people do. You want to buy yourself 10,000 likes? Go buy yourself 10,000 likes. It's not going to achieve anything, but the money you spent will not be in your bank account, and you'll have a post with 10,000 likes. Instead, get 10 likes from people who are useful and get it on your 100th post. Doesn't matter, right? But focus on the strategy and stick to it, and don't let that stuff bring you down. Don't let it determine pivots in the road we talk about the valley of despair that lives in social media as much as anywhere else when something feels like it isn't working we feel like we need to try a new strategy not necessarily you've picked your strategy it's based on who you are and who you want to talk to stick to it and it will bring you results over time
1: all right hopefully that was helpful everyone Share your uh, social media.
0: No, no, when when you paused there, I thought like I was going to hear someone say, "Yeah," but there's nobody here. It's just you and me. I could have responded to you. But let us know,
1: interact with us on Instagram at level up for realtors. Let us know what you think, what your struggles or what, where you have uh, maybe seen some improvements in your own social media content strategy. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to interact. interact. That's what we're here for.
0: Sick of putting this stuff out there with nobody getting back to us. Where are the metrics? I'm kidding. Thank you to everybody, by the way. Our metrics, I, can, can I proudly say we're almost at 50,000 downloads for this podcast now? Ooh. I mean, we've done 50,000 episodes, so it's not that impressive. But still, <laughs> thanks, mom.
1: I don't think my mom listens to this anymore. She used to.
0: My mom doesn't listen to this anymore.
1: It's and sad. if she
0: does, I'll hear about it now. And That's that also true. means she made it this to the a end of good the episode. Test.
1: This is a good test to see if our parents listen to our podcast. I, I
0: think I think my mom gave up after like episode 15. When we stopped talking about our kids. <laughs> Just like it's about real estate.
1: No, screw that. I'm not interested. Yeah, That's okay. I don't blame her.
0: That's we'll okay. We'll find out. All right. All Moms, right. if you're listening, let us know. All, All right.
1: right. Have a good day. Have a good week.
0: Later. Level up, level up level never, level never, level never, level